0: Good morning! Welcome to Patriot Radio News Hour. Happy Hump Day. Folks, we're about halfway through. Well, this is your substitute teacher, Glenn Biddle, sitting in for Joe today. Joe has invoked the 12-hour rule. Apparently, he had festivities last night pre-planned. Uh, some party he was going to, so I think he knew he would have a big head this morning. So he did not want to risk coming in here because we have awesome, super special guest today with us, and he wanted to make sure we had somebody on that could talk with a clear head, and that's me. I haven't had anything to drink probably in 20-some years, so I definitely have a clear head. Uh, now, 800-951-0592, be your own central banker. Today, we are do- in honor of our guests. We're having glenn tate and shelby gallagher on they are from prepping two they're also acclaimed authors uh... glenn tate has written the series two hundred ninety nine days and shelby has written a great state series there's three books there uh, just incredible they are they are preppers and the reason uh... this audience need to hear this think about this you know we're coming to you you know all over the internet but uh... primarily as in the phoenix area think about this phoenix listeners what threats do you face that possibly you might need to prepare for? You know, could it be a water crisis? Could it be uh, one of these great words that the Weather Channel comes up with—a derecho, one of those down downdraft winds, or a haboob, the big dust storm? You know, what you know, what what could it be? Uh, obviously, excessive heat. How do you how do you plan for that? Or flash flooding? You know, when it rains real hard, those wadis and everything fill up with with water, and they they'll wash you away. You got to be very careful. So, just something to think about. You know, do you have a plan in place for, for that type of emergency, or could it be something far worse? Could it be uh, the issue of the border? Um, do we have more problems of people coming into the area from the border that that, are, that could could cause a problem? You know, could it be societal collapse? Could it be civil war? Could it be real war? I mean, could it be a nuclear strike? Any of these things. You know, obviously we don't want any of these things to happen, but just in case they do, shouldn't we be prepared? okay? Obviously, you you would want to be prepared around your house, you know, do you have fire extinguishers, do you have a fire, you know, a smoke detector, all those things. You do that in your house, so why not be prepared for something if a long-term situation where you maybe lose power and have to go without power for a while, you're able to handle things. So that's why we have uh, Glenn and Shelby on with us today. We're going to talk to them in in just a little bit. Um, Today, uh, you know, one of the big things that, that we talk about in, in, the, in the prepper world is to have fractional material. Uh, you know, we sell gold and silver, so something to have, we call it utility silver, that junk silver, uh, use for barter, uh, small purchases. There's lots of things that can be currency in the real world. We'll, we'll talk a little bit later about, about how ice can be a, uh, a, a gold or a, a currency. But we're offering half dollars today at $140 a roll, and you can give Wendy a call at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That's our special day: half dollars at one hundred and forty dollars. Okay. So today, obviously, we're a gold and silver company, but we're also going to be probably talking about steel, aluminum, okay, brass, and lead. You know, we have. Uh, you know, we're talking firearms. It's going to be. That's going to be pretty cool. Okay, so let's get right to our guest. So Glenn Tate, are you with me?
1: I certainly am. Uh, two Glens. I mean, two Glens is better than none. And as we say in the prepping world, one is none, two is one. Always have a backup. We got we got Glens coming out our ears right now. Absolutely, we're Glen
0: Square today, which is great. <laughs> so we're so lucky to have you as our guest today, and and we'll have Shelby on in a second. But um, you know, I heard you mention on Joe's podcast how you discovered the Patriot Training Group, uh, you know, the the Patriot Radio News Hour. Can you tell us how you stumbled upon this show? Yeah, it's really a
1: cool story, and and I have to say, as a as a personal remark, that it's really cool coming full circle, having starting started to listen to Joe's show ten years ago, and now being on it. I mean, you want to talk? I mean, that's like you know the kid that listens to Led Zeppelin and then like gets to sit in and play drums with him or something. I mean, it's like crazy. But anyway, um, about ten years ago, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, when Obama got elected. A whole bunch of us, and the numbers don't lie. Uh, you can look at gun sales. You can look at sales of prepping materials, sales of books, for that matter. A whole bunch of us out there said, oh, my goodness gracious, a formerly great country, the United States of America, just elected a socialist. This is not good. And of course, we had the big, quote, recession. It was actually a depression. Historians will clarify that later on. Um, the idea that it was a great recession is is being nice it was a depression but anyway yeah this huge economic problem a socialist in office and a lot of us said you know what this this system we rely on to make sure that we get our doritos at the store all the time and you know we have we have natural gas flowing we have water flowing the police arrive you call 911 and really good police officers arrive in mass in about 2 minutes all these things that could go away really easy we live in a very very fragile and social system, and speaking of social stuff, the the beginning of the Obama presidency was the beginning of intentional racial and, and other divides that have been, you know, fueled and accelerated, which is terrible, I hate that stuff but, so we looked around and we said, we gotta start taking care of ourselves because nobody else is gonna and this is the, the evolution uh, of my character, who's me uh, in the 299 Days books there's 10 of them, um, there are on audiobook too so a lot of people don't read I don't read I read all day long I'm a, I'm a lawyer for goodness sakes I know don't hate me but I'm a good lawyer right? <laughs> a liberty lawyer but um anyway so it's that journey from realizing how fragile things are to realizing you you individual person out there man or woman need to do something to actually take care of yourself and so that was 2009 there's the backdrop for where my head was and um I guess when we come back on this next segment I can tell you I can actually answer your question
0: about how I came, <laughs> well, thank came you. to PTG you bet. Yes, all right cuz I had the same journey to PTG as you did. So when we come back we'll talk about that. We'll be right back ladies and gentlemen. And welcome back to the Patriot Radio News Hour 809510592 <laughs> uh we're with uh, with us today is Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher from Prepping 2.0. Shelby, are you with us?
2: I am. How are you today?
0: I'm doing great. We're just trying to make sure we have all the volume levels right so we can all talk to each other. I just wanted to tell you Shelby, yesterday your interview on our Open Forum program with Gunnar Rowe talking about his experience in Puerto Rico when Hurricane Maria went by was by far one of the it was intriguing to listen to it, it it perfectly illustrates why people need to be prepared and what can actually happen to them when as they say the fecal matter hits the rotary oscillator and it hit, hit him pretty hard down there and thank you so much for doing that um well i'm going to come right back to you in a second i want to go back to glenn now um glenn thank you so much for being on with us today um tell us about how you found patriot trading group how you found our our new show
1: Yeah, so there I was in 2009 and I realized podcasts are a great way to learn things and they're entertaining. You can make the best use of your time listening to the radio or podcast. So it's pretty simple. I I went to iTunes and I typed in Patriot because I'm a Patriot. I want to listen to other Patriots. There were a bunch of shows that came up and I listened to some of them and some of them were kind of weird. I got to be honest. And I, I thought Patriot Radio News Hour. Boy, that kind of hits all the stuff i'm looking for patriot stuff and it's news and i was hooked and i started listening to at the time you know eric Cedarstrom, and then joe would would pop in occasionally and then joe started being on the show more and then it became the the joe show and i learned a ton and i mean i'm a i'm a critical thinker i don't just you know buy into stuff willy-nilly i mean it has to make sense It has. i'm a lawyer i live in the world i'm a litigator i live in the world of evidence stuff needs to be proven to me you know And I would listen to his stuff, and I'd go and see headlines, and I would say, oh, my goodness, this guy's right. I learned a ton about economics. In fact, I've told Joe this, and this was on the Prepping 2.0 show you mentioned. I thanked Joe because um, a lot of the economic stuff that's in the 299 Days books is based on what Joe taught me, basically, about Federal Reserve and debt and inflation and the use of gold and silver. And so I started listening. I was hooked. And that's, that's the story, and now we're customers, and we love it. We have fractional uh, materials, we're in the metals plan, and we couldn't be happier. So it's been a really cool, full-circle evolution from listener to customer slash guest.
0: Holy smokes. Well, thank you so much for, for being a customer and listening and, and your podcast. Now, I know what a good podcast sounds like, and your podcast, Glenn and Shelby, are off the chart. They are so good to listen to, and they're, 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 just, they're not too long. They're just perfect to listen to. It's just a exact, And they're such great topics. And we'll talk later on how our listeners can listen in on those. Um, now, Glenn, your book, the 299 Day Series, I, I've starting to reading them now and the level of detail and research you put into that story makes it it's a very gripping account can you tell us a little bit about how you got started on that and how that kind of plays into your everyday life and and how you see what could happen to our country yeah very interesting
1: story it started off with the easter bunny and everyone out there is thinking oh my goodness this guy on this radio show right now is insane he's talking about the easter bunny nope actually makes sense um, I started prepping as I described earlier. Realized I needed to. Um, my my ex-wife was very um, reluctant, very hesitant, and downright angry about the fact that she thought her husband had lost his mind. And so I had to prep in secret. So the books are all about what I actually did. And I would I would listen to podcasts. Um, I would watch YouTube channels. I would. I, I had the the blessing, and I mean that in every sense of the word, of having. Um, a Green Beret friend <laughs> that always that always comes in handy and um, and worked with him and my real team that's in the books the, the books are about 97% true book one which is the past tense and present tense and I just started writing down all the stuff that I did and that my friends said and that I said to them and everyone says oh this dialogue is amazing it's so realistic well that's because it is real and um Anyway, so I started just just prepping and just learning stuff and put it in the book because I couldn't stop writing. Back to the Easter Bunny, um, I had to have a reason when stuff fell apart that I could say to my now ex-wife, I could say, here's all this stuff that magically appears in the garage because it was off in a storage unit. Um, And I had to have an explanation to her for why that happened. And also, in, in fairness and kindness, I'm a kind person, I I didn't want to rub it in her face. I didn't want to, you know, say I told you so because that's really not a good way to start off the most difficult period of your lives, which is when there's a collapse. You know, you need to be together for that. And um, so I said, I came up with this. I was going to come up with the Easter Bunny story and I was going to tell her, listen, honey, the Easter Bunny dropped this stuff off. Just roll with it. Just go with it. And that was my way of saying... It's taken care of, let's focus on what we need to do now. And I started, because I'm a lawyer and I present information, I started doing a little post-it note with little bullet points about what I was going to say in the Easter Bunny story, right? I was going to say, this is why I prepped. This is what I did. This is how we're going to use these various materials. This is the mindset we need to have. Well, those bullet points were like the perfect explanation for why people ought to prep, how they ought to prep, and how they ought to proceed thereafter. So this... Post it note became one page of notes, right? And then it became three pages of notes. And then I thought, I've never written fiction before. Um, So I'm just going to write a chapter that's basically the dialogue between me and her. uh, And it's going to be the Easter Bunny story. And it's going to be a few pages. And I'll put it up on an internet forum and uh, see what happens. Well, I couldn't stop writing, Glenn. I mean, I could not stop writing. I would get up at three in the morning and write, and write, and write, and then I I wrote these books, um, 90 hours of audio, by the way, 4,000 pages, without her knowing about it, which, (laughs) in retrospect, was not a real strengthening feature for a marriage, Um, and um, just could not stop writing. I attribute it, I know this isn't a religious show, I'm a Christian, I attribute it to God wanting me to get a message out, which was about prepping, and also prepping humanely, and treating people decently, and not just using a collapse as an excuse to go out and kill a bunch of people that you never really liked anyway, and all of that. So that's the long-winded answer, but it was really the Easter Bunny and that Post-it note that turned into 4,000 pages. And obviously, I've never written fiction before. It's been hugely popular, the series. I mean, it's, it's kind of a thing with preppers. It's one of those books, there are a couple others that a lot of preppers have read, and they go, oh, yeah, I know about that. And that couldn't have happened with my talent alone, so that's how the books came about. And every time I'm asked this question or I, I go back and remember the process of writing it, I think to myself, what a lucky guy I am, because I just wrote down what I was doing in conversations with cool friends, and the rest has just taken off. Well, that's
0: great. That means it's, that means it's sincere, it's real, and it's believable, and if it takes the Easter Bunny to get that across, hey, that's great. Now, Shelby, your book, A Great State, your three-book series, uh, I just finished the first book of that, and I, I talked to you before about this. It tells a great story, and if I didn't know anything about prepping, I by the end of your first book, I would be well on my way to being knowing how to do it. Can you just explain your thought process in your book? And I tell you what, it mirrors current events, and there are so many things in the news even today that I saw you posted on your website today about uh, you know, uh, services being cut to, to lower-class in- individuals or low-income people that could spark a mm-hmm. collapse. Go ahead and talk about that for us, please.
2: Well, yeah. Um, in the last few days, uh, President Trump has put out a proposal so far, just a proposal to, um, cut the, to cut, to not completely cut, but to cut parts of the food stamp program, the federal food stamps program. And in my first book, I talk about that how there's this this winnowing, this um, chipping away at that service, and people are going to lose their minds over it and and riot and um, and I have riots in the streets over that issue because when you start taking people's food away, they get a little testy. I'm, and I think that three of us in this conversation would agree these are pro- these are subsidized programs that have been abused and are not helping people that really need help. They they. They've, they've, Subsidies like this do not help people; they they enslave them into poverty. And so, I think we would all agree. These, this Trump needs to come up with this proposal. But on the other hand, people are going to get really upset, and people are already upset in this country. So, yeah. I it, so when that that headline came out, I'm like, yeah, I present social media. I, I kind of nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what you're talking about there. So. Um, But if you want, I can go back and tell everyone again what was my inspiration for the books. I think that was part of your question. I'm not sure.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, what's your inspiration? What got you started?
2: Well, what got me started, and we talked about this, I think, yesterday, was the 2016 election, watching things unfold, especially living in a super, beyond-crazy liberal city at the time, and just thinking, gosh, if people are resisting and they're rioting right now, I lived in Portland, Oregon, what is this going to look like as it con- con- continues to unfold? And so that was going on. And at the same time, living where I was living, the- there-, there really is a family cabin in my family was in Colorado that I, I had always known to be, It was always agreed upon to be a bug out location. Well, that cabin was sold during that time. So during this time, I'm thinking to myself, the one time that I might have actually needed a bug out location and it's gone, and if you're a prepper... That makes your blood run cold, and so I wrote. I wrote about what I was seeing this unprecedented time in our history with this, with such a resisting uh, of an election. And the other thing that caught me was I, is, and I write about this in book one. And you know this, the human trafficking uh, situation in our country in 2016, Oregon at that time where I lived was like considered the number one in the nation for human trafficking because there's such a pornography strip club sort of industry. And it's not talked about, and it's not addressed or anything like that. Well, it's because, and I talked about it very specifically, there's high ups to the government of Oregon that will never let that happen. Well, here we are a few years later. It's kind of crazy. We're seeing things like the, the Epstein situation happening. We're seeing child trafficking happening at our southern border. Imagine if this is what it's like in, quote, unquote, pristine times when there's not a collapse. Imagine what that will be like. If there is a collapse, it's just going to be a thousand times over worse. And so, I—that is kind of my mission for writing these books—is women get your act together so that when there is a collapse, you are not having to make tragic decisions to feed yourself. We see this in Venezuela; women are having to sell themselves and their children so that they can eat. That is, and when you watch things like you know food stamps getting cut and things like that, you can see that. Human tragedy—the trajectory for that. So that—that was actually my mission for writing the books: "Is Women Get Your Act Together." Yeah.
0: Well, and I have to tell you, your book—I couldn't put it down when I started reading it. And Glenn, I'm going to tell you right now. I just picked yours up yesterday. I'm starting to, and I love it. I have a friend that's read all of them, and he says, Oh, Glenn, you've got to get, you've got to get, get through them. They're so good. I'm like, Well, I kind of want to save them because I I enjoy this. And, uh, because I'm a prepper as well. And when I first started off, I did it all wrong. I, I went out and bought 20 cases of water and 100 cans of beefaroni and put them in my garage. I'm like, Yeah, I'm good. And I bought a generator and I had all this stuff, you know, but none of it was organized, none of it was ready. I had to look at the threats I faced, which are mid-Atlantic, uh, east coast hurricanes, you know, and then worst case scenario, I live near D.C., so if, that, if, the, if the balloon never goes up, I'm in deep trouble. I, I pretty much think I'm going to go put a, a lawn chair out and a stick and a marshmallow and just face west and wait for the big flash, and, and that's going to be it for me. But anything short of that, I want to be ready for. Just like when I talked about the beginning of the show today in Phoenix, you know, water issues weather issues, all those different things. Yes, societal collapse, that can happen, but also there are real-world things that happen that you need to be prepared for.
1: Glenn Tate, what do you think about all that? Absolutely, There's a famous phrase coined by Jack Spirko, who um, does a podcast called The Survival Podcast. It's magnificent. And his tagline is something like, you know, prepping uh, when times get tough or even if they don't. And we, we need to keep track of that or even if they don't thing. Um, and by the way, when times get tough, we mean like a full-on collapse. There's, there's, there's different levels of that, a good old hurricane, tropical storm, for uh, wildfire out here in the west. Um, could be a massive heat wave there in Phoenix that, you know, is, as, as I think, tough as the um, Phoenix utilities are to heat. I mean, you know, who knows what it could be. It could be a, a, a solar, uh, mass solar coronal ejection that isn't an EMP but has kind of some of those effects... And it might last three, four days, and you're going to be way better off with just these preps. It doesn't have to be the end of the world, you know. Be smart and buy stuff cheaply now that can make your life a whole lot better if something goes wrong for a while.
0: That's right, and we are at halftime.
3: This is the Phyllis
0: Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, Ed Martin.
3: President Trump and Joe Biden recently held dueling rallies in Pennsylvania, but there was a big difference in terms of enthusiasm. Biden's campaign kickoff and rally may have drawn a respectable crowd to a cordoned-off thoroughfare in downtown Philadelphia, but Trump attracted thousands more for an energized rally inside a hangar at the Williamsport Regional Airport. You can tell the president is riding high on his two-year track record of pro-American victories. The American people are primed to vote for another four years. Wannabes like Creepy Sleepy Joe and Beta O'Rourke just can't compete with a winning message and a winning history to back it up. In between the dueling rallies, the people of Pennsylvania witnessed the demolition of Bethlehem Steel's empty former headquarters. It used to be the largest building in Pennsylvania's Lehigh Valley, but it turned into a symbol of a failing economy for blue-collar workers when it closed down in 2007. Trump wants to rebuild America's manufacturing power in Pennsylvania and elsewhere. He's been turning that goal into reality for two years. In stark contrast to this, Biden's platform seems to be to forget about how China has been eating America's lunch and go back to the globalist free trade policies. At Trump's rally, attendees cheered as the president recognized a supporter who wore a suit designed like a red brick wall and carried a sign saying, build me. The elderly Biden was low energy and low key. The only somewhat interesting thing Biden did was to perform the mental gymnastics necessary to call for unity while denouncing everyone who disagreed with him. While Biden's performance may be a bad omen for Democrats, the worst news for them is that Biden's rivals seem even less credible. Beto O'Rourke dropped like a stone after launching his campaign by saying he was born to run. Born to lose seems more like it. Losing a Senate race despite having money to burn is not exactly a stepping stone to the presidency. There is one thing you have to say for Beto and Biden. They really can bring the American people together. Both Democrats and Republicans agree that the likes of Beto and Biden have zero chance of defeating the formidable Trump in 2020.
0: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin. The book, Phyllis Schlafly Speaks, reflects Phyllis at her best. With powerful words that deliver truth, bring clarity to controversial issues and inspire action. For your free copy of Phyllis Schlafly Speaks, for radio listeners only, look for the link at phyllisschlafly.com or call 314-721-1213. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. And welcome back to the Patriot Radio News Hour, 800 951 We are so lucky today that we are joined by Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher of Prepping 2.0. They're also acclaimed uh, authors of the series A Great State and 299 Days. Now, I don't like quoting communists too much, but uh, Vladimir Lenin here: Every society is three meals away from chaos. When we look at supply chains, and we know that these big box stores only have maybe two or three days of supply in the store, they have no warehouses in the back, so it's always the supply chain that just-in-time freight that has to get through to the store. Um, Glente, can you tell us a little bit about how a disruption could cause problems in our country, and you know, of, of course, prepping. How does that alleviate that supply chain problem? If you could talk to us about that, yeah. And
1: just-in-time inventory was one of the things that really woke me up, and that, that's what really the thing that made me think, "Oh my goodness gracious!" The fragility here, and it's just as you described. There's a couple days, maybe, worth of stuff at a grocery store, and, and I noticed this when I sat. I went to the back of a grocery store, and I watched all these semi trucks pulling in one after another and unloading stuff and realized that a disruption could be a variety of things, Um, floods. And by the way, like we were saying earlier, it doesn't need to be the end of the world. I mean, it could be truckers um, go on strike, I mean, or diesel is $8 a gallon and truckers say, I'm going to lose money hauling these Doritos, you know, to Flagstaff, and then they don't. So it's very fragile and there's not a lot of food. Almost nobody in this country has a clue about just-in-time inventory, I'm going to say 90-plus percent of the population really believe that you know Doritos magically appear in Walmart. I mean, they don't even think about how they got there and how they're made and all of that other stuff. And then all of a sudden, after a day or two of a disruption... By the way, the announcement of a disruption, everybody's going to do what they do on the East Coast where you are when there's you know a tropical storm or a hurricane, all the bottled water goes first, right? Everyone's going to run in and get all the Doritos, and I just pick on Doritos. I mean, I love them. They're delicious, but I mean, it's just kind of a thing to, it, it creates a mental image in people's mind. Anyway, they're going to do a run on those, and they're going to be gone, diddly gone, and then all of a sudden people are going to sit back and wonder. A good friend of mine was a New York Air National Guardsman who was deployed when Sandy, which was really a hurricane, surprising, got all the way up north to New York. He was on Long Island, and he said, you would not believe the viciousness of the people there when... That there wasn't stuff in the stores, and they really demanded that FEMA roll up and provide them, you know, all everything they need. And they were angry, and things turned. He, he describes it better than I do, obviously, because he was there, and he's got a really thick New York accent, which makes it more fun to listen to. But anyway, he's basically saying uh, things got super nasty, super quick, and those are the way. Those are the. That's the problem. Here's the solution: have stuff. <laughs> know how to cook it. Know how to store it. Shelby and I, and we're married, by the way, very happily. So I might add, and uh, I wouldn't say otherwise, especially with her on the line, right, and telling all kinds of folks out there um, in radio land that. But anyway, we're very happily married. We're going to be doing a book here pretty soon on the food element of preps how to how to organize prep food preps, how to buy, how to store, how to layer different kinds of food. How to cook different kinds of food with or without electricity and all that kind of stuff, because that really solves these problems. And it, here's the thing, Glenn: it's amazing to me how inexpensive things are now. You know, fifty pounds of rice maybe twenty six dollars at Costco or someplace like that. And if you store it properly, and it's not hard to do. There's no magic to this. And you store it properly, you've got so much like food, and and you don't have to worry about these problems. And it's so simple to take care of this now. Um, It's like, you know, putting like a couple dollars worth of fuel, you know, uh, stabilizer in a a gas tank and then running your chainsaw and not destroying a $600 chainsaw because you had the foresight to spend $4 on fuel stabilizer. I mean, that's what kills me. And one of the things I do, and this is in the book and this is real life, uh, (laughs) it's kind of a good little illustration. I take the receipts from when I buy all this food and I put them, in the tubs of food that I store because when the collapse hits and I or people on my team and family and everything open up these things, I want people to look and see, oh, my goodness, the 50 pounds of rice in here that we now get is so valuable and is going to save our bacon big time. Oh, my goodness, it was $26, and that's the point. Do it now. It's simple. You don't need to go into debt. You don't need to break the law. There's no law against buying rice, right? Right. And so there's no downside whatsoever. And there's, the potential upside is, is astronomical because it's not just you and your family you're feeding. You're probably going to have a team, mutual assistance group, whatever you want to call it. You're going to have neighbors probably, uh, maybe pure charity. Um, you're going to, you're going to really help a lot of people, including yourself, for, in this example, $26 that you're going to spend on, you know, Starbucks and, and all that kind of stuff and just kind of fritter away. So that's the problem, and that's the solution in my mind. And that that's very
0: great. Uh, that's so true, all that you just said. Shelby, yesterday when you interviewed my buddy Gunnar Rowe, who went through Hurricane Maria, could you believe how, like on the edge of almost sheer, he could have lost his life down there, and how incredible! What a story that was that he had. And tell me, how does the, think about um, and the, all the corruption down there and the failed state that, that is Puerto Rico? You know, tell me about your impressions of when you interviewed him yesterday. What you thought about his story?
2: Well, first, I want yes, I would love to because that's what I was thinking of just now, listening to Glenn Tate. And by the way, I'm in a construction zone right now, and I'm trying to be in the quietest spot, so there's going to be some a slight pounding in the background, but um. How fortunate he managed to he didn't mean to necessarily, but he had supplies in a lined up. He had gone to Costco several days over time the few days before Maria hit. and for that he was very, he, he attributed saving his life because he had food supplies on hand that others did not because they didn't uh, gauge the severity of was coming. That saved his life. And so here's the thing, though. What would have happened? I'm going to try and move locations here. What would have happened had we prepped a little bit even more before then? Yeah. So he's a great example of, you know, when you, when and we all hear it, you know, Hurricane Sandy, like what Glenda said, oh my gosh, a hurricane's coming, we should go to Costco. Well, and if you've ever been in that situation here in the United States, you go to Costco and 10,000 other people are doing the same thing and the, and the shelves tend to be very bare. Um, he lucked out, and and how that saved his life was amazing. So, yeah, he was he's not a prepper, and managed to get him. That got him over the hump, and it also allowed him to barter for things. We didn't, sadly we didn't get to talk about that much. And if I get to interview him again, that's what I'm going to ask him about: is how he managed to, um, with his restaurant to be able to because he could produce ice with um, his uh, restaurant equipment. He was able to barter for things that saved his life, too. So, um, amazing story. I, I hope to get to talk to him more about it. But, yeah, when you realize how those little small decisions, just going to Costco a few extra times can save your life, if he had just been a prepper, you know, and kept preps in his home and things like that, how much better of a situation it would have been. And I know what the music means.
0: Yeah, well, I guarantee you he's a prepper now. I know that for sure. Oh, yeah. So when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher of Prepping 2.0. And welcome back to the Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. Today we have utility silver on sale. That fractional material, half dollars for $140 a roll. That is great fractional material if you have to barter with it. Um, good to have just in case once again this is a prepper show today we're talking about prepping it's good to have that uh, not only for your financial well-being but also if you have to barter someday down the road for maybe some supplies from from a neighbor okay so good to know now um uh, glenn tate tell me about prepping 2.0 your podcast i think it's wednesday uh, uh podcast drops today correct tell us all about your podcast and all the topics
1: you cover yeah it's it's a labor of love. Uh, Shelby and I do the show together, which is fun because we're kind of this—I don't know—weird couple. But when you think about it, it's not that weird, you know. We we have coffee in the morning and we're talking, and we're talking about, oh boy, Gunner was such a great guest, you know, the the Puerto Rico example and everything. So we put it together. We have amazing guests, and that's uh, one of the real strengths of the show. We have great guests on. Um, I've met a lot of people. Shelby's met a lot of people through the years, and um, who can provide information. The 2.0 part of it is is very intentional in the title. It wasn't just like something we came up with. It really describes what's different about our show, and that's that next level. We were talking about 2008, 2009. You were mentioning, Glenn, about getting some water and some beefaroni. Uh, great reference to the Seinfeld uh, episode, by the way. Thank you. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> getting some basic stuff. That's prepping 1.0, and everybody needs to do it. Everybody should have, you know, that kind of stuff. But prepping 2.0 is the next level that is um, it's focused a lot on community and by the way i'm not a socialist you know it takes a village to raise a kid that's not what we're talking about here we're talking about people you trust around you maybe in your immediate vicinity maybe a little bit farther out but these are the people that are going to become your tribe they're going to you're going to band together you're going to need a lot of people to guard stuff because there's 24 hours a day and an average of 12 hours of darkness and you're going to need to be in shifts you're going to need water, you're going to need medical stuff in a, in a collapse obviously and so that's what we're talking about, so it's about community it's about water, this often overlooked topic, you know you'll die three day in three days in an incredibly excruciating death without water, water filtration you want to talk about a return on your investment simple water filtration is up there, communications and not complicated radio stuff with geeky technical details, in fact I despise that stuff because it gets in the way of practical stuff and people don't get radios when they're really easy to get cheap 20 bucks you know a piece of Bay of Fang, and they don't get into it because they think they have to like program a computer or something like that and so it's that practical stuff and that is to say all this one of the main things the prepping 2.0 level is about is about precious metals by the way so with that in mind that's what the show is about it's that next level, and our guests help us out. And I don't want to keep talking. I want Shelby to
0: be able to talk because it's her show, too, the 2.0 show. Absolutely. Uh, so, Shelby, tell us about the I Miss America part of your podcast because I love that part. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, that's a short little segment we typically try to do at the beginning of the show. And what we do is we pull something from the headlines, which is not hard to do, sadly, these days, where we, we just look at it and go, Oh well, my God! It would have never happened twenty years ago, ten years ago, and now it's normal it's of America, the Constitution, apple pie, and Fourth of July. One that we had recently, I believe it was Glenn. Take correct me if I'm wrong. The whole AOC squad—that little squad of four people—basically standing up at a at a press conference and espousing and bragging about how they hate America. Yet they've made an oath to, ser- to, to serve America. To defend the Constitution and yet they're standing and they're standing up basically saying how much they hate America and that's when Glenn and I look at each other and go I miss America had this happened I don't know when he and I were young children when he and I were in our 20s it would have been this would have been an outrage in the media now it's hmm maybe they have a point you know just this is not the America we remember and uh, another great uh, show that we had on this, Jim Fuller, we, uh, you can go to our website at Prepping2-0 and listen to this podcast. He's older than Glenn and I, and he's like, he he gets very, he has a very passionate moment. He's like, I miss America. I remember when I was a kid in the 50s, and I could do this, and I could do this. And we were, and we were smart, and we were taught skills when we were young. And so, yeah, it's the whole I miss America. Those, you know, I miss being, you know, one of the things he said, I miss being able to ride in the back of a pickup truck. You know, now you get a ticket and a major fine for doing that these days. I miss being able to go out and shoot a twenty-two in the woods, and and nobody gets all weirded out because they are hearing gunfire. Oh my goodness! So, yeah, it's that's that's where it's at. Is that that's what we mean by I miss America? We have a whole line of T-shirts and stickers based upon it, and um, it's not just a reference to the Miss America pageant. That's for sure.
0: I I totally get that, and you know, I I often say. Something that was unbelievable 10 or 15 years ago is now completely believable. When people say, oh, I I can't believe that's happening, I'm like, no, no, I flip it right around and I'm like, it's totally believable. Look at our society today, and and just what's happened. It, it's scary. Now, as a as a history teacher, I love teaching about the Oregon Trail and the Donner Party, and 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 the kids just eat that stuff up. You know, because it's like the news in Detroit at midnight. If it bleeds, it leads, and the kids eat that stuff up. When you start talking about the Donner Party that had to live in that in the Truckee Pass in California uh, with with sixty foot snowdrifts and they had to resort to cannibalism. I mean, that gets kids' attention. I'm like, are you guys prepared at home for, like, if we have a hurricane around here, are you able to live for a week or two without going to Walmart? And the kids look at me with a blank stare, and I'm like, ah, guess not. So, Glenn take what do you think about that?
1: Oh, yeah, that's that's an extreme example. But, I mean, you should be prepared for those kind of things. And, of course, it's so simple and inexpensive to do it now, I mean, why wouldn't you? You know, everybody has life insurance, right? And nobody says at the end of the calendar year, well, um, or homeowner's insurance, well, I didn't, quote, get my money out of that. They say, well, nothing bad happened, but if it did, I put some pretty reasonable measures in place to either make it not happen or not affect me as much. And you got to look at it that way. I mean, we're so dependent on stuff just showing up when we want it exactly how we want it that's not the way the world
0: works never has and we're going to find out it never will exactly we'll be right back with Glenn Tate and Sylvie Gallagher prepping 2.0 welcome back final segment patriot radio news hour 809510592 We're joined by Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher of Prepping 2.0. We have to have you back again for at least another show, maybe another show after that, because we haven't gotten to firearms, training, mindset, field craft, first aid. There's a million things. But you know what? That's why they can go to your podcast and to your website and get all this stuff. So, Shelby, can you please tell our listeners how they can get all things Prepping 2.0? Tell us about your website, your podcast, all that. Books, all that. tell us all about it. How do we find it?
2: What awesome. It all starts with the website prepping 2-0.com. From there, you can see every episode we've ever done. We have new episodes that are uploaded every Wednesday, so come about early afternoon today. There's going to be a new episode and that one will be awesome. I believe it will be with Steve Ostacalnis from Alert USA. And, and the things that are happening in our world um, that can bring about a collapse. Fascinating guests. Um, you can see where we are on Stitcher, Podbean, uh, iTunes, all of that. You can also go to, there's a tab there that says Shop, where you can go see what I was just talking about, our little T-shirts and stickers um, regarding I Miss America. We also have a new line called uh, Patiently Awaiting the Collapse. Those have been a lot of fun. Um, the other thing that we referred to, and I encourage people on this show to go look at it, in the lower right part of the website, there's a link that says the top 100 things that disappear in a collapse. We talk about that every week, and I think that's so important. That's a good place to start. That's a list that was made from people who survived the Bosnian collapse. And kind of along the same lines of my interview with Gunnar yesterday, what are things that you, I asked him this, what are things that you wished you to have for knowing what you know now? And that's a list of 100 things, and we go through that every week. So we really try to make it so that if you started our website, Prepping2-0.com, you can launch off to anywhere. You can launch off in and check out Glenn's books. You can launch off in there and check out my books as well. Everything starts with that website, Prepping2-0.com. Great. And uh,
0: Glenn, tell us more about the, the podcast. Um, I've listened to it. It is incredible. I love listening to it. It's so smooth and well done. Uh, you, what is what is Patreon? Because I think that was something you were talking about with your podcast. Tell me about that. Yeah,
1: Patreon is a, is a service that allows you to join. It's kind of the tech backbone of it. And you join, you become a Patreon supporter for, say, $2 a month. And then you get access to the after show, which is the sometimes hour or more Part of the show that we do—that's that's after the regular radio show. We're on five radio stations in the West, including our favorite radio station KHNC, of course, fantastic radio station. But um, so you listen to the regular show, and that lasts about 52 minutes. And if you know, if you have two dollars a month, I uh, hope you do, um, then you can become a Patreon and listen to the after show. And you also get the higher the levels of support on that Patreon thing, and that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. It's on the links on all of our websites and stuff like that. Um, You get cool stuff. You get exclusive, you know, merchandise that nobody else can get. By the way, we have I Miss America AR-15 magazines that have the I Miss America thing, you know, engraved onto the magazines, really high-quality magazines. You want to talk about a conversation starter at the gun range? Holy smokes, that starts some really good conversation. So we do that. But Patreon is a really cool way for people that really love the show to support it. And what do we do with this money? And you mentioned smooth and well-produced show. It sure is. We have a real live radio producer who costs a lot of money who makes that show fantastic.
0: That's where the money goes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Glenn and Shelby. Definitely our listeners are going to hit up your uh, podcast and your book. Well-recommended. Thank you so much for coming on. Patriot Radio News Hour. This is one of the best shows we've done in a while. Thank you so much for being on. We'll we'll hear you tomorrow, and thanks again.